Tony, it is hot as far in this room, son. I know. Usually it's cold as... Dad, blasted. It's rough. What in the world is going on in here? I don't understand how the how the the air conditioning vent that is closest to the unit gives off the least amount of air conditioning. Well, hold on. We done turned the air off. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Duh. You you're in a completely different season, son. We Damn. we done we have entered fall. Yeah, man. <laughs> It's hot as a booger in here, son. But remember, it was getting hot in here even when the AC was on. Yeah, yeah, that's that's why that was still in my head. I don't, I ain't never been able to understand why it gets so hot in here. With this vent being the closest to the AC unit, I don't I get it. That's might have to get old air conditioning head out here to look at that. I don't know. Remember, we don't we don't bring people out to this house. Well, your AC duck. And your airflow and all that mess, I ain't up on that. I ain't. It, up. it might help a little bit if we change that air filter under the house. Well, no, we. It is due to be changed, but no, we did change it. We changed it at the proper intervals throughout the summer. Proper intervals. Yeah, the proper intervals. What, what are the proper intervals to for changing the air filter? Uh, we do ours once a month, I think, don't we? Yeah. Once every two months. Yeah. No. no, we do. No, we did it once every three months. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not really that bad when we change it. Or doesn't appear to be. No. Anyway. But no. that's your job now. Yeah. What once you got once I showed you how to do it, that's that's your job. Do I need to make a calendar and just see where you checked it off? Yeah. Or maybe I put a game cam under there. And it sends one of them me, ones that go straight to your phone. And it sends me a picture when your fat little butt crawls under the house. Better make sure it's one with the video on it, huh? Yeah. It sends me a picture of you crawling under the house. No. Th- and then that way I got it logged on my phone every time you went under the house. Just gets a notification once every three months. <laughs> Bought this camera for, for one use every three months. Well, yeah. Shoot, yeah. I'll let you know if you got any type of animal under there too. Like that time we had hornets under there. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's gonna pick up a hornet. I bet it would. Think so? Yeah, them things was big enough, wasn't they? Yeah, I mean, think about it. A trail camera when you got it sitting out in the woods, it'll pick up on a little bitty twig, leaf, right? Anything. I bet it'd pick up on a hornet. Right. So, what you been doing, man? We have been wide slap open have we not yeah all weekend uh last week we was slap busy we missed the episode which ticked me off because we've got a standard to put out an episode every week yeah, at least one a week yeah and it it just didn't happen we went to do it one night and it just didn't work out and uh your mama's birthday took a night from us that's my boy my boy john gardena Mm-hmm. has got me just stomping this track to death over here in Dallas GA in the in the evening times. You've been going every night. He's uh he's set me up, man. I, it's it's working. He knows what he's talking about. He knows what he's talking about. Do you about. feel yourself getting stronger? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. So when when is that race you're supposed to be doing? Look, 
Don't be getting into the intel. Don't hey, be getting into to my to my missions. All my mission missions missions mission are top secret missions, and they're like pow, pow. That Joker done did that. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Wow. <laughs> Don't be spook eyeing me. Someone. I mean, why are you? Well, sp- what just happened? <laughs> that 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 was wild. Don't don't be getting into my top secret missions, man. Okay. If if you ain't a part of it, don't come at me crazy. I've been hitting the gym a little bit here and there. Yeah, you have. I went about what three nights in a row. I think last week you was more motivated last week than you've been in a long time. I was going. I that? was going to go tonight, but are you? That's going to be an excuse. We don't make excuses. Well, I mean, what's up with that? I was going to say, I was going to go tonight, but the podcast, but I can't make that an excuse. Yeah, you could have got up and went this morning. I could have just went when you went to the track. You could take that Darth Vader mask off that you're breathing into the microphone with. Is it really that bad? <laughs> yes. I can't hear it. Um, But you, you, I mean, you had some motivation last week. You even hit, well, you didn't coon hunt last week, but you did the w- once time the week before. Yeah. Yeah, I got it for a little while, about yeah. what, two hours maybe. I thought y'all were going to fire it up. I thought we was too. I'll, I'm fired up. I'm ready. But y'all understand. You and uh, old Lucas need to understand that if y'all want the legend, if y'all want the legend to get out there, there's two things, two things you got to do. If you want the legend to walk out into the coon woods. Yeah. Two things. First, you got to get that nasty English dog tuned up. That You got to get that. Is that thing a red tick or a, an English blue tick? I ain't even seen it. It's a red tick. All right. So, but I'll go. That might be it. I can't really remember now. I'll go with a walker dog that runs river otters. All night long before I go to, with the English dog. That, that I, dis- I disagree with the English dog as well. But let me tell you. What is it they say? Beggars can't be choosers. Okay? That's, well, ex- that's who I got to go coon it. hunt. Ex- explain it. This, this is, these are the people I got to go coon hunting with. Right. So if I'm going to go with them, I, I can't be... Can't be knocking on their dog. I mean, of course, I'm going to knock on their dog. It's an English dog, but <laughs> still. So, if y'all want to get... Now, Luke's, Luke's good people. I mean, you got him offering to take you, and you go with him. That's jam up. Yeah. Without a doubt. They're going to be on the podcast sometime this year. Oh, yeah. When these two things happen. Okay. <laughs> what are these two things you keep speaking of? Y'all get that red thing. That red thing tuned up. That red thing. That red thing tuned up. Where it's treeing raccoons on the regular. Get him ready to go. Say, Daddy, this dog is just feet on fire, son. Then I'll dust off old pair of waders. I'll get old light cleaned up. And when I get out the truck, wherever I meet y'all, y'all got to have the theme song from... 2000 Space Odyssey, you know the one Ric Flair walked out to? The yeah. Doom, doom. Yeah. That's got to be playing when I get out the truck. If you want the legend out there, 
that, y'all, is, that is not going to be played through any speakers in my truck. If y'all want the legend to show if, up. If that is your best walkout song, you might as well sit in the truck. If y'all, if y'all want the legend to, to come out there and really check out y'all's coon hunt and give y'all a critique, a legendary critique, and be on my podcast about coon hunting, that stuff's going to have to be crisp, son. Maybe we ain't setting it up where the legend comes out there. Oh, you ain't? Maybe we ain't. Why not? Why? Why? I mean... Are, are you saying it's not really a coon hunt unless so, the legend's out there? So you're saying you can't have a legendary coon hunt? That's not at all what I'm saying. It's not at all what I'm saying. Um, you don't want an old-timey, legendary, deep south coon if, hunt. If that's the word you're going to use, you have you have to show up in overalls with a flannel on over the overalls, and you have to carry around a lantern all night. See, I used to, I used to wear overalls. That's all I used to wear. You know this. Yeah, now you don't. You know why? Why? First off, because Walls bought Liberty overall. Okay. And they shipped all that mess over there to China. To to China. Yeah. And they weren't that brand of overalls. You can't wear them overalls without the, the front of them wearing out on your hips if you're a working man. Now, if you're just going down to the Costco to pick you up a case of toilet paper <laughs> and put it in the back of your truck, you might could wear you some overalls. But if you're a working man climbing in and out of a crusher, doing all kinds of stuff like that, and plus the amount of people that's wearing overalls this day, y'all, y'all have tainted them. Y'all have tainted the overalls. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You, you, been, you got a pair of railroad overalls, man. I know. You don't get to talk about overalls. Hey, them that them jokers are the the stuff, man. Let me tell you, if you don't own a pair of railroad overalls, you really don't even own a pair of overalls. Mm. I own them things, and I've worked so hard in them things. You can't even tell they're railroad overalls anymore. I'm gonna go out there when y'all get that dog tuned up, and y'all gonna play the Ric Flair entrance music, and I'm gonna come out there and I'm gonna hit. I'm not playing that music for you. That that's just what's gonna happen if I'm gonna if I'm gonna walk behind the English dog. They they some they some rules. I don't. You ain't you ain't ever seen this dog yet. This is the the most massive dog I've ever seen in my life. This thing's got a head like a like that safe sitting on the ground like a cinder block. Really? It's just big massive. Old dog. What do you reckon it weigh? Oh, a lot. <laughs> all of it all of it <laughs> well and that joker slobber look, son look they're supposed to be a cold front coming through tonight mm-hmm. and it's gonna drop off cold now it's time to get a hunting all this 70 something degree weather i'm tired of that mess son went out deer hunting yesterday and the mosquitoes like to totally me away i'm talking they was wearing my tail out dude I said, holy moly, son. They bother y'all when we go out there. They don't really bother me. They don't want to get trapped in your hair. That ain't why. They, they look at you. Because y'all got and, sugar running through your veins. Uh, why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't want to get trapped in your hair. Yeah. Okay. They don't. I figured they wouldn't want to get trapped in your beard. Daddy's got this one strain of his beard that grows out way longer than the rest of it. <laughs> 
and I think that's how he helps battle the mosquitoes when they get up on him. That thing kind of moves itself and swats at mosquitoes. I'm, I'm gonna braid that one, that one strand right there. Just shave all of it, but that one strand. No. Have like a rat tail. I'm on. I'm on. When are you gonna grow a beard? Don't talk about my beard. When it's you coming got, in. When you over there got that peach fuzz. It's coming in. What 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 do the uh, people say all the time? Let's put some milk on your face. Let the cat lick them off. What? No. <laughs> you ain't never heard that. No, that ain't something people say all the time. They <laughs> say, look at that little bit of hair on your face. Put some milk on your face. Let the cat clean that up. No. <laughs> you ain't never heard that. No. Cooney. I'm not going to fall for that. What? What is it you always say? You know, a cat will steal a baby's breath. <laughs> a cat will steal your breath. No, it won't. I, Look, I refuse to if, believe that a cat can take my breath. That's why I don't. I ain't got nothing against cats. I like an outside cat that'll catch the squirrels getting in the attic. That'll catch all other kinds of vermin that run around the house. But an inside cat, if you lay back in the recliner and you fall asleep, that thing is liable. They do this thing, but they'll steal your breath. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, they will, they will cry. They will cry. Look, we're doing a podcast here, Look, and you got. Then, me. I feel like this has happened way less times than it's actually than you actually think it has. How many people do you know that own cats? A lot, a lot of people that have cats in their house. And how many of those people do you know that that cat has taken their breath? They got a new stock of cat. I'm talking about an old timey cat. <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> like a show enough cat that ain't all prissy and fluffed up. And, you know, I'm talking about a show enough cat. <laughs> but lay back in your recliner, doze off watching you. Whatever it is you watch, doze off, and that cat will crawl up on your chest and get right in your face and put its face real close to your nose and to your mouth. Next thing you know, you wake up, oh! and that, that thing's done suck the breath from you. Now, I don't know if it's the carbon monoxide that's just coming from the cat's nose and mouth, and it's messing up your oxygen or what it is. When I was a kid, I heard that all the time. Don't let a cat in a baby's room because it'll steal a baby's breath. Because <laughs> a baby breathes a lot lighter, you know what I mean? A, a baby breathes a lot lighter and that cat crawl up on that baby. You don't know about this old-timey stuff, son. Because no, it's not a you cat don't, physically you, cannot steal your breath. You don't know about an old-timey farm cat. <laughs> you just don't. No, I guess I don't. <laughs> so, you went a coon hunt and you hit the gym. Yep. What kind of workouts was you doing? I did. I mean, was you burning it up? I wasn't really burning it up, but yeah. I was. I was doing doing three sets of ten with everything I did, and I was I was pretty much doing nothing but upper body. Yeah. Those first couple nights. Yeah. Shoulders. And, biceps well i imagine you're gonna hit it tomorrow ain't you oh yeah more than likely all right did you get done with that blue book i did not get done with the blue book how close are you i think i'm on page 60 
three. Did you watch Patton? I did watch Patton. Good, because I did get a message that asked me if you had been kicked out of the house. And uh, I wasn't able to. I forgot to respond to that message. Dad blasted. Anyhow, so good. You ain't been kicked out. Would you like to know my thoughts on the movie Patton? Well, of course. And this ain't. Well, first off, first off, I forgot to add that your review of the movie Patton will also determine whether or not you get kicked out of the house. Well, let me let me let me start this off by saying I have absolutely nothing against Patton as a person. <laughs> But that movie, it wasn't the worst movie I've seen, but it was far from the best. Are you serious? Far from the best. And may, maybe I just, because I did fall asleep one time during the movie. Are you serious? But not but not because of the movie, just because I was laid back in the chair. Good thing there wasn't a cat in the house. Yeah, really. <laughs> But I fell asleep one time for about 10 minutes. And I don't know if that 10 minutes just threw the whole movie off. But let me tell you what I thought. Because that movie is what, like two hours and something minutes? About 50 minutes into that movie? I thought I'd been watching Hogan's Heroes all the whole time. It's like one big drawn out episode of Hogan's Heroes. Coney. Coney. <laughs> that is the most absurd thing I've ever heard in my life. That, that is literally the most absurd thing I've ever heard in my life. It, it just, it ain't the kind of movie I, I enjoy. It was set up weird. What, I mean, you realize it's based on history. Yeah. Yeah. And you didn't, I mean, you can't articulate on any of how you thought Patton was or anything like that. I mean, he seemed like a very stubborn person. He was like somebody that wasn't going to take no for an answer. Like it was his way or the highway. Or like when him, when when they uh, invaded Sicily and Montgomery, the uh, British general. Yeah. I can't remember the towns they was going in and, uh, and where they was going to directly. But Patton come up with a plan to beat Montgomery to the final town there and Montgomery come a marching through there you know like he had liberated that city and he got around the bend right under and there stood Patton and uh, all of his army right there Not my, my favorite parts of the movie was when he had to deal with the Russians because he didn't like the Russians oh yeah it was funny yeah yeah when the when that Russian general asked him if he would go have a have a drink with him and celebrate the defeat of Germany. Oh yeah. I can't repeat on the podcast what he said, but no. that was a That movie. That the that part was pretty wild. There was like people dancing. I don't even know what you call that style of dancing, but they were like flipping over tables and stuff. Some type of Russian mess. Them Russians are wild. <laughs> <laughs> they are. <laughs> so I I I'm not trying to put my influence on you and saying you should like the movie but I'm surprised you didn't like the movie I, it just I didn't like the way it was set up it's a weird style As, I mean it kept it was like for like 15 minutes it would show what was going on with Patton 
and then it jumped to what's going on in Germany and yeah. how they're trying to like chase down Patton and stop yeah. him before his next move. Right. And then jump back to Patton. Right. Then it's jumping to all these other people too at the same time. It was weird. Well, did you catch? Speaking of that, did you catch how how the um, Hitler was so impressed by Patton's leadership and his army that he held the I think it was the fifteenth German battalion army, whatever it was, something along those lines at a certain location because they had decoyed that Patton was going to invade that area. Yeah. And even once the uh, the invasion of Normandy happened, that Hitler still wouldn't move that army. And even when the high-up German commanders seen that, hey, this is this ain't what's going on, they wouldn't even go to Hitler and say, yo, hey, man, we, we got to do something because they didn't want to dispute Hitler. You know what I mean? Yeah. My, I think I'd say it was probably my favorite part of the movie was when the one, I can't remember the name of the soldier, but he died. And they were in like the Middle East or something. I can't really remember. That was in Africa. Yeah, that's what it was, Africa. And instead of like doing the salute with the guns and all that, shooting guns and all that, yeah. they just put him on a carriage. Yeah. And he took a, a lock of his hair and put it in a letter and sent it back to his family. Yes. Yeah, because they didn't want to give away their location. Yeah. Well, and they and they didn't want to uh, shoot the guns because they didn't want to make everyone around think that there was an air raid or something going yeah. on. That's probably my favorite part. Hmm. There you go. Well, I might have to come up with another movie for you to watch. Oh, there's a lot of movies I still got to watch. Like what? That, that a lot of people say are good, like Tombstone. I still ain't never seen Tombstone. Oh, my gosh. What was that one you told me? Uh, as many, I don't understand why you haven't seen that as many times as I've watched it. I don't, I don't get it. I've never seen you watch that movie. Never. I mean, what was you doing? The only movie me and you, only like movie me and you really sat down and watched her, the outlaw Josie Wells, yeah, and what was that Lawless, Lawless? That's a good one. Uh, what about when he spits on that dog's head every time it walks by? That's I never understood that part of the movie, but the dog stuck with him the whole time. Yeah, he always spit on that dog wasn't and chewing the back. Wasn't very nice. Huh. Well. You went deer hunting yesterday. Yeah, went with Buck. What well, I mean, how'd that go? Break it down. Uh, we was we was probably maybe fifty, sixty yards from a food plot, back up in some hard woods. We was sitting there and squirrels was out like crazy, yeah. as they normally are whenever you're trying to deer hunt. Yeah. And I'm talking these squirrels were getting like five yards from us. Like, yeah. Buck was throwing acorns and rocks at them. Really? But we seen some... We all went deer hunting. Y'all was playing. We, throwing them rocks couldn't have been making no more noise than them squirrels running around. I mean, let y'all two go off and hunt together and y'all y'all act like y'all 10 years old. We hunt, son. All right. Then we seen four turkeys come out in front of us about 
Eh, maybe, maybe 50 yards, I'm going to say. That's four hens. Buck looked at them through the scope and said one, a couple of them looked like some new, the way he described it was new pulps. <laughs> new pulps? Yeah. Wasn't he no, said, there's some new pulps Would they there. have yolk on their head? That's what I, was, that's what I said. I said, what were them, them hens carrying around eggs? <laughs> But, he probably meant this year's. Yeah, they they was born this year. But we yeah. seen we seen them four turkeys, and then that's all we seen for. What we get out there five thirty probably five five thirty. It was five. Yeah, it was five o'clock. So from five thirty to or from five o'clock to about six forty five. That's all we seen. Yeah. But now mm. you and Gene Money has some. Luck. Oh, oh, you talking about me and Gene? Oh, here we go. Yeah, we uh, we got us a little old six pointer. We were sitting there in a spot that I took G to, and G got his first deer. And uh, it was old six pointer come up out the bottom of the hardwoods, out of the thick stuff into the hardwoods, run the doe, and I'm talking about skinning it back, son. And uh, little G was sitting there. They was running all in them in them hardwoods, and that doe made a big old loop and come through the come through the uh, through that thick stuff and run got about ten yards from us. Son, I mean, locked down, put the brakes on, seen us, and um, it didn't like scare him, like put fear in him. You know what I mean, G money, but it startled him. He's like, whoa! Come. He handed me the gun. You know what? I think he thought that buck was going to come through there and they was just going to run all over us. And uh, But the doe turned around and run back through the thick stuff and run back through there. And G seen the buck coming back and he, he run back through the thick stuff and started trotting real slow. And I was going to hand G the gun back. And uh, about that time, he started to take two steps to tr- trot off. And I just laid the hammer down. And uh, that ballistic tip ate him up, son. How far? How, did he run or did he just drop? No, he run. He run probably 40 yards. Yeah. that He was he was about 75 yards when I shot him. He didn't. It wasn't a very big buck either. No, nah, None wasn't. of them deer out there we've, we've ever had really been. Well, I noticed him, which we ain't feeding corn out there mm-hmm. this year. We did put a little. We put some out about. Before season started, just yeah, like a, just a months sun. before, yeah. Um, but we really don't never hunt over corn anyhow. We use it just really to get pictures and whatnot, you know. Yeah, because we more set on that public land style of hunting, you know. We just gotta kind of know the natural, natural places. Go out there because you can't hunt with corn on public land. Right. So. We're just, you know, we're hunting food sources and stuff like that, trails out there. But, you know, this piece of property is in the back of a subdivision. Uh, one day, it'll probably be part of that subdivision. Oh, but it's another thing, man. Buck's seen them three dogs run out in front there of There you go. I was getting at that. Them three house dogs. I was getting at that. It's, really, it doesn't matter the time or the money we put into it. Because you can't really guarantee that it's not going to be disturbed by yeah. 
house dogs. I mean, bucking, bucking them has actually seen house dogs out there running deer, you know, yeah. run, running your deer out. Somebody, I've caught people out there riding dirt bikes and four-wheelers. It's evident somebody's out there now yeah, that's, that's pretty, riding a four-wheeler. Pretty good tracks beat down yeah, out there. Pretty regular, and you find a a dad-blasted beer can every, what, 200 yards. Yeah. You know, so we don't really use it as a spot to to try to get a big deer. Uh, we do get pictures of, of nice deer out there, but that's normally in, like, December. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, when the rut comes on, everything's everything's off off the table. You, you got a, a hot doe. There ain't no telling what'll be coming through there. Yeah. But usually, that, that usually during the rut. That little six pointer was acting like it was full blown rut, son. I mean he was running that doe for all she had. Yeah. Speaking of the rut, what you got on the rut? Speaking of the rut. You were supposed to have us a rut report. Yeah. I got us one. Okay. So the rut. We're gonna start with what is the rut. Okay. The white tail deer rut. The white. And you're tail. primarily speaking uh, here in Georgia, or you're just talking white tails. Period. White tails. Period. Okay. I, I, I imagine that it probably ranges the same for about everywhere. But the rut is when the doe is in heat, right? So, what what would be the word for that? Estrus. Yeah. And the bucks are they're trying to do their thing. Right. They're getting on. They're it. trying to breed. Yeah. Breed does. Okay. They're chasing. The does are running. Bucks are chasing. Yeah. Trying that's, to breed them. That's that's pretty much the rut summed okay. up. Okay. So. You know, bucks have got glands and and they're like their hawks will blacken up. Do you know anything on that? Did you did you get anything on? I read a little bit about the glands. Yeah. Like on the, on the back of a deer's leg. Mm-hmm. Right there where the, I don't know if you call that an ankle or not. I don't really know the term for it. Wow. Right there where it like pokes out <laughs> right before the hoof. They got them. They got some glands oh. right there. Why are you laughing at me? I don't know if you call that an ankle or not. <laughs> it's like a deer ankle. Okay. But they got some glands right there that are like dark brown. Yeah. And they release these oils. And the way that the deer activate these glands is by urinating. So they essentially put their legs together. I watched a video on this. Put their legs together, and then they just urinate down their legs. And it runs on them glands, and the oils from that gland and the urine, they activate, and it just lets out the nastiest smell in the world. Yeah, man, that thing stinks. And little last night, two things last night when we was, because we do our own processing. Now, I'm not knocking anybody that takes their deer to the deer cooler. I'm not knocking them. But my way of thinking is when you say, oh, I'm providing meat for my family. Okay. So let's let's add if you do food plots. Let's add if you supplementally feed these deer with whatever it may be. Let's add your gas money. Let's add whatever it may be, your bullets, your new hunting jacket, your new boots. I mean, what, what, whatever. 
If you're buying it used, I don't. it don't matter. You add all that up. Add it all up. Now, there's some people that don't do none of that. No, there's some people that just go out there. Yeah. Don't even wear camouflage. Yeah. Right? I but mean, I, but add all that up and then take that deer to the processor. Now, we got a deer processor. How far is that away? Three miles tops? Oh, yeah. Four miles. Maybe four miles tops. Yeah, I'm going to say like four miles. It's 70 bucks to process that deer gutted. Gutted. Yeah. Now, and this is just from calling calling a friend and asking him because the short dog the short dog because he took his deer up there before it's seventy dollars to get it processed with it gut with it gutted but the way he told me is that if you take it up there not gutted thirty dollars cash or, the, or they won't to even touch it, it. Yeah. just to gut it which makes sense to me don't, yeah. be, don't be bringing your deer to me with the gut still in it yeah that's nasty so add all that money up Right, plus that processing fee. Now, if you is in the sense of I'm providing meat for my family, come on, man. You know what I mean? Because all all that money right there would have bought a lot more meat than what comes now, out of that deal. Now, like I said, that ain't I ain't knocking nobody. No, by no means. I just I feel like when you, well, this is kind of on a different page, but. Taking your deer to... Turn the page. <laughs> Bob Seger for you, boy. I like the Metallica version better. Walk into a restaurant. Strung out from the road. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when you take your deer to a processor, I, I feel like it takes a, a part of the hunt away from you. I agree. You see what I'm saying? I agree. Because, I mean, you, you don't really get the full experience unless you're sitting there with that knife carving away at that deer there's nothing like 10 minutes before dark giving that joker the smoke harvesting your deer the ride home you got to eat supper <laughs> and then here it is it's 8 30 at night and you, and you just now getting it set up you just now getting the skinny pole set up there ain't nothing like it then now you, our skinning poles not like other people's skinning poles. No. Ours is a it's a power pole and it's got the cable that comes down from the side. It's the guide wire. Oh, Mr. Mr. Powell, man, over here. I used to work at Pike. <laughs> <laughs> but you got the guide wire that comes down the side, so this ratchet strap's going around the telephone pole, around the guide wire, and hooking back to itself. Yeah. A good, a good, well, you think about eight foot in the air? Yeah, probably. Eight. And then we've got this little like skin and rat thing yeah. that we hang from that ratchet strap. Then it pulls the deer up. Hey, it works. It does work. It's yeah. better than how we used to do it. We used to take a rope and wrap it around that telephone pole with a two by four. Yeah. And hook it to the hitch of the truck and just drive the truck forward and lift the deer up. And speaking <laughs> speaking of when you was talking about a deer peeing on his glands. <laughs> so normally, which I said last year, I wasn't going to skin no more deer, that it was y'all's turn. 
but your brother Buck had to go to in to work early this morning. Now, me and me and that last year when you said that, me and Buck skinned the last two deer last yeah, year. Yeah, and by y'all, the way, and y'all did a good job. But I like to go by the rule of if it's your deer, you might as well finish it up. You know. Well, I, and I get that. I somewhat agree with that. Other than the fact is, I'm the daddy. Think think about <laughs> all the deer that y'all got when y'all was younger that I did, and all y'all was doing was holding the legs. That's all I was doing so, last night, so, on the legs. <laughs> so, normally when I cut the the system I got, when I cut a buck's manhood as I'm skinning it, it'll the way I cut it is it'll just fluke right in, pull itself inside, and I can I cut everything loose and I can tug on it, and it comes loose. Well, <laughs> evidently, I, I missed a cut. And this is the first time this ever happened. I talked about this today at work. I laughed my tail off. So Cooney was standing there, y'all. And I reached in there to grab all that and grabbing the bladder and everything else. And I squeezed. And it shot some urine out. All over me. Uh, all over Cooney. All over him. I laugh. And let me tell you, if you ain't never felt deer urine before, it, it's weird. And I and I'm gonna describe it because I've never. It's weird. You're talking about the the feel of deer urine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just just from running down my arm, it's like an oil. It, it feels like vegetable oil or something, but then it dries, and, and it's sticky. It's wow. It's weird. You don't want deer pee all over you. Well, now you know why I always say close your eyes when I grab that. Yeah. Now, now, have you ever wondered that? Because I don't think I'd ever explain that to you. Well, I, I knew you were saying close your eyes so nothing would get up in your eye, but I wasn't expecting to be peed all over. <laughs> By a dead deer. Yeah. I was wearing a good shirt, too. Well, hey, it happens, son. So, back to the rut. You got the the ankle glands. What else is going down? Something I found interesting that I didn't know. I knew deer had glands. Mm-hmm. And they got a, a bunch of them. But I didn't know they had ones in between the the hooves. Okay, the split. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they got one and it pretty much as as they're walking, every now and then it'll release it's like a juice. And it, they say it smells like sour milk to a deer. Now, I don't know how they figure that. They say it's like it smells so low, mm-hmm. I guess you would say, that a human really can't smell it. Oh, really? That only a deer can really smell it. Interesting. That's something I found. I didn't yeah. know. Like, I knew they had the ones on the back of the legs. And I also didn't know that they had them on the top of the head, which I guess makes sense. Right. Rubbing on trees and stuff. Right. Leaving yeah. that scent, and they got them, of course, in their mouth, and right. they're chewing on limbs and yeah. twigs and whatnot. But Shoo-chow, what did you come up with? How they found the uh, the peak of the rut days in in Georgia? <laughs> oh, this is a good one. I and I didn't expect this to happen. You you already know what it is. I already told you. But they go by the day where the most deer related accidents happen. Which means, like, car accidents and stuff like that. So when you say they go by the day, are you talking about 
the, the DNR. Really? Yeah. The people who write your regulations. Hmm. That's how. that. I just find that odd. I, when I first read it, I was like, really? That's how you come up with it? But as you think about it, it makes sense. Because you're in the rut, okay? You know, bucks are chasing does. So there's deer running everywhere. Right. Deer, bucks are looking for does. Deer, deer are going wild pretty much at this point. Right. So they're moving a lot more than they are throughout the rest of the year. So, I mean, it just makes more sense that you're more likely to hit a deer with a car or anything like that than you are. Yeah. But but I wonder, though, for like, me and Shorty used to do an island hunt off the coast of Georgia, Osceola Island. Osceola Island. And they, they ain't doing no studies on how many deer get hit by cars over there. So how do they figure the peak of the rut out there? I don't know. You that'd know, be, that'd be a look that up. And their their rut is like, you know, October, like the middle of October. Maybe there's yeah. Maybe there's more to it. If you look at the state of Georgia, oh, there's definitely more to it. You knothead. If you look at the <laughs> my bad, Mister Biology man. <laughs> if you look at the state of Georgia. And the way the rut maps laid out, like the, I think it's the far uh, southwestern county counties. I think there's one like early county. I think it's in January. Really? Yeah, or something like that. It's like way past us. Yeah. It says our peak day is November eighth here in Paulton. Well, I mean have. Let me ask you this. I think I asked you this before, but have you found, because you've been hunting a lot longer than I have. No way. That's it. <laughs> have you found that date? I don't know. I guess you look at it just about every year. Mm-hmm. But have you found that date to be more the a very accurate date for deer movement? Well, you know, because I don't primarily deer hunt. Like now that I, I've got a deer, like I want, I want to get a pig out where we, you know, hunt a lot of times on public land. Yeah. Just being an example, so I will hunt that deer hunt. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think it coincides with that day. So my year's pretty much not wrapped around the rut because I'm not primarily a deer hunter. But that is, but I know the rut's primarily the time we yeah. are like on it, on it. Right. So, but I can't say, I mean, yeah, definitely more deer movement then. Definitely. Absolutely. But whenever the rut's in, but like any specific day, I can't say that I've been like, it's just like any other hunting. Yeah. You know, you could go out there in a, a day in December and be like, dang, man, I've seen more deer today than I've ever seen in my life, you know? I wonder, which I I guess the, the season itself would be like the rut, but, you know, deer have the rut. Yeah. But what, like, turkeys have? I guess that'd just be like the whole season, right? Yeah, the whole season's the breeding season. That's, yeah. I wonder if there's a peak day for turkey breeding season. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I had to look it up. 
It's something interesting. I wonder. I wonder. Yeah. And I know there's, like, I would, I personally believe there's times when they gobble better, but there's a bunch of different factors in there. There's been studies on barometric, barometric pressure. That's what but, I was about to say, Daddy. We'll be sitting there, and Daddy will always be like, what that barometric pressure looking like? There's a, but I think it also has a lot to do with if the old boss Tom's got killed or you know, if half his hands are bred up or all his hands are bred up, I think it's got a lot to do with a bunch of stuff when it comes to turkeys gobbling. And like not, predators. Not, not to get too deep into turkey hunting here, but another thing that I found it to be coinciding with is something you told us, and that's the whippoorwill. Yeah. Whenever you hear a whippoorwill, you're going to hear a gobble. I remember the first time you ever told us that, we were on a... We were on the pollen forest, and Daddy goes, and, and a whippoorwill sounded, and Daddy goes, you know what they say? Whenever you hear a whippoorwill, you'll hear a gobble. And I mean, no sooner than Daddy stopped talking. Did you believe me when I said that? No. you seen it happen, right? I did. So you better believe me when I tell you old-timey farm cattle killer will steal your breath. Oh, <laughs> well, is that for sure? Yeah. You better wow. believe that. You found a... Um, so is that all you got on the rut? Yeah, I think so. You don't have no information like how long a doe's in heat or nothing like that? No, I still that, got some more research to do. Man, that gym time's taken away from your podcast research, Coney. Which one is it? Research? Health. Pick. Wow. Pick. Yeah. Put wow. you in a bit of a predicament. Uh-huh. So, you found a deadhead... Mm-hmm. Why y'all was coon hunting? No ten point dead head one time. How long you think that so it was a ten pointer? Yep. How long you think he'd been dead? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It it'd been years for sure. You think so? I don't think so. Not at all. You don't think it's been more than a year? Uh I'm not an expert on dead heads. Now, when we say deadhead, y'all, we're talking about a deer skull. Yeah. With with the antlers in it. Still got the antlers attached and yeah. still got the top teeth. It ain't got yeah. no bottom Okay, jaw. so that's what I was going to get at. It's Teeth aren't falling out because I found, I don't know how many skulls where you pick it up and the tooth will fall out. I'm going to say at least two. Well, the teeth are still in it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, squirrels will eat on them antlers. And there ain't no evidence squirrels is even mess with them antlers. No, they really ain't. I mean, they're still you know smooth. What I mean? They ain't got no cracks or chips in them or anything. And the antlers still look good. Did it, did it have any moss on it? Was it turning green anywhere? Mm-hmm. It looked like some leaves that just fell over it, and that's about it. I think he died last year. It was it was pretty cool finding it too. We was walking, it was, we was walking by a creek, mm-hmm. and we was on one side of the creek, and I looked across, shine my light, and I seen just the like the nose part of the deer sticking up, just the head, and two two of the antler points. I thought it's just old spike. I'm gonna go grab it anyway. Look at it. I went over there and I grabbed that thing and picked it up, son. I'm like, whoa, that is not a spike. That is a big boy. Right. 
Well, there you go. I still got him. He's still in the bed of my truck. Yeah. Everybody keeps telling me I need to put him on the front of my truck for Halloween. Mm. Like a skeleton. Yeah. I might do it. Well, so next, this coming weekend, it, are you going to be in? I don't know if we're doing it Saturday or Sunday. We're going to do a all-day hog hunt. And I'm going to tell you why. Because it seems we're hitting these spots. We're finding where the hogs have been either that night or like the day before. We're finding fairly fresh sign, but it's within, a, you know, anywhere from, I feel, from eight hours, you know, well, maybe even closer than that, maybe four or five hours on up to about 24 to 36 hours. So, but now the, the spot is getting, you know, a lot of bow hunting pressure right now where we're, it's public land, but it's only open for bow. It's yeah. not open for rifle. So I want to go in there and I want to get down and really find where these pigs are working. I think we, we found a good spot Sunday morning, but I think it was just a solitary pig. May have been a board by itself or, you know, just a pig by itself. And uh, I don't think we was very far behind him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we had we had the wind in our favor. We might have blew him out coming in. I don't know, but uh, I want to really find where they're hunting, where, where they're at, the general area. And when that gun hunt opens for the deer, that's where I'm going to go hunt. Now, ho- hopefully we get one on the all-day hunt, whatever day we do it. But it's going to be an all-day hunt. Like, I'm going to find where these pigs is at. Whether we get one or not that day, I'm finding where they're at. Really? You understand? So you're going to find where they're at? I'm going to find where they're at. Wow. The general area. Because, they, 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 you know, they get bumped in and out by hunters coming in and out. But they're still working the food source that they're on and right now there's so many acorns Acorns. that don't really have to go far and if they get run out of a general area they're on top acorns they wherever they run so it's not like they have to come back you see what i'm saying them hogs and i I, because i read an article on it a few years ago where they hit the food plots and stuff like february mid to late february yeah that's Normally here, when things like really start getting a hard freeze, yeah, starts in January. You know what I mean. And then I guess it's, I guess it's because them food plots get more sun. Yeah. So they dry up a little bit quicker, and they're able to. I guess they're able to tear into that ground no, easier. No, right? they thaw out a little bit quicker. Yeah, that's what I said. You said dry out. Same thing. No, no. Same thing. No, it's not. So they'll hit the food plots like. Later on, yeah. you know, to root them up, tear them all to pieces. But right now, there's so many acorns, man. They don't, they, they ain't really got to do much work at all. One, th- one thing I, I want to kill or harvest. That's the term we're going to use. We're going to quit using the word kill. We're going to use the term harvest. Sounds more professional. Okay. So one thing I want to harvest is a yodi. Okay. I ain't seen but one. Yodi out in the wild. Yeah, and y'all missed it. 
Well, let's you be. you want to tell the people how y'all missed it? Yeah, I missed it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I shot at it with a twenty gauge from like, uh, what like a hundred yards? No, n- not. First off, when I when I come down there, and y'all showed me where it was at. No, it was nowhere near that far. It was far for a shotgun. Well, then why did you shoot? Because it was about to get away, and I wasn't going to let it happen. Well, uh, Starship was shooting, too. Yeah, after I shot. I mean, y'all both were shooting. We was way up on a, a big old huge ridge, and it sounded like World War Two down there. I said, what in the world is going on? What? If, what? If, I mean, they've got, to, they've got on these pigs. And so we make our way down there too, y'all, because we didn't have no phone service. Figured y'all needed some help dragging one out. No, you didn't. Y'all was just down there blowing the woods up, running everything in the woods out. That's what y'all was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I see how it is. So are you going on this pig hunt? Well, you know, it all just depends on how it lays out, you know, and stuff like that. Hmm. Well, no, it just depends. Why are your arms so black? It's called hard work. Just look into it. <laughs> Got them. Why are they so black? Got them from working, doing doing them tires and stuff, son. Hmm. Tire you still, boy. You still liking it? Oh yeah. What you mounting them big them big boys? When I, well, the first set I ever mounted, I've only mounted one set so far, mm-hmm. and they, because them tires got like sensors inside of them where the valves are and stuff. Yeah. So they get they let me do a set that you didn't have to worry about crushing all that stuff inside of it and stuff. Right. And the first set I ever did was a set of forties, and they big. Right. So I had to do those and. Did, did, I wouldn't say it's fun by did, no means. Did you put them on some nice wheels? No, they were. It was just changing the tires. So it was taking them off and putting some new ones on. Oh, okay. But the wheels were all beat up and stuff. Yeah. They were going on a rock crawler. Oh, there you go. But today I did. Today I did mostly bouncing tires. The one of the guys was he was mounting them, and then when he brought them over there to me, I'd air them up to a certain point whatever it said inside the door yeah then pull the air hose off put the core back in it put it on the bounce machine sweet let it bounce out it tells you how many weights to put or how much weight to put in it put these little bitty weights inside the tire hmm. spin it again if it's sir if it zeroes out it's good to go there you go also learn that your tires the way you bounce, like, the one that you had to put the most weights on goes driver side or passenger side rear tire. And then the next one goes uh, driver side rear. And then your two, the ones that you didn't have to put so much weights on, goes on your fronts. What's up? Why? I don't, I don't, that's just how they, how you're supposed to do it. I didn't really go into detail. Well, you understand when you tell something. It would help if you could tell why. You know what I mean? Look, we busy. This ain't a this ain't a class. This is a yeah. job. Just get it done. So so when you're explaining something, you can be like, no, I'll do it this way. And 
this is why you do it this way. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Instead of just saying, oh, I'll do it this way. Okay, why? Well, it would, it would probably, if I had to guess, probably because the one, other ones are more balanced than the rest. What do you mean more balanced? Like, like a, if the tire's balanced, it's balanced. Balance is balanced. Yeah, but you're not having to use as much extra to make it what it should be. It's able to do more on its own. Tony, you're getting silly. You, you're getting silly. Somebody will understand it. <laughs> Somebody will. <laughs> wow. When these podcasts go on too long, you get goofy as mud, son. How am I getting goofy, son? This thing ain't been going but 56 minutes. Yeah, that that you just gave the sign for us to shut her down, son. Shut her down. You got anything else? No. Oh, I got something. Oh, okay. I got let's something. Talk, let's talk about it. Talking about that hog hunt that I went on, uh, me and Buck and G-Money went on yesterday morning. We covered a mile and a half. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been talking to Justin Sheely on Instagram and stuff about trash out in the woods and stuff like that. What is it? Trail trash dirt bag. Yeah. Um, and talked to him just a little bit and uh he got me thinking man you know you know when we've had hunting clubs and stuff when the loggers had come in and just and i'm not saying all loggers are like this but just leave one heck of a dang mess man and have to clean that mess up you know what i mean it just be rough yeah you know hydraulic buckets and tires and just all kinds of you name it you know and uh so when we was in there hog hunting, I I rode by and I, or I seen a can. I said, well, I'll pick that can up. And I want you to know, once I found that one can, the amount of, tra- did you see it on Instagram? Yeah, it was like bottles and cans and a flannel shirt. Man, we found so much trash and it didn't even take hardly any looking like, you know what I mean? Once once we got that one can, it was like, holy moly, son. Uh, and some of those uh, beer cans was just old. You could tell they had been there forever. Old-style old, yeah. old style beer cans, you know. And uh, all the way to a, a fairly decent, I mean, no rips, no tears, no nothing. I can't really say how new it was, but it looked brand new. Flannel shirt. And uh, I was like, Dad, bum, son, just in this little old mile and a half, which the majority of it was off trail. Yeah. And just trash, 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 trash. Yeah, I seen that before we went deer hunting the, yesterday. Yeah. And me and Buck were walking. We found that. We seen that beer can. I said, whoa, Buck, what's that? He goes, what? I said, trail trash dirt bag. And yeah. I picked pick, that, pick that can up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, just, now whenever I find something laying around, I'll just be like, trail trash dirt bag. That's right. Pick it up. <laughs> Pick it up, man. That it it just it just amazed me. It's, you know, you've been out in the woods or hunting or hiking or fishing, man. Think about the trash you see around the lake. Oh yeah, there's. I, I bet there's a lot more trash around lake around a lake than there is walking down a road. Man, talk about talk about when the the private lake we get to fish. That some other people get to fish socks and stuff and I, like that, and I'm not blaming it on nobody. But we went out there one day, 
and all the water bottles we picked up. Water Holy. bottles, socks, wrappers. I, like, I was like, what in the world is going on out here? You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, man, it's sort of talk, talking with him and just thinking about it and then doing that. Not, I'm not doing it for any type of praise or whatever. It just, I was just like, wow, man, what in the There is a boatload of trash out here, like a boatload of trash. So I'm going to start toting me a little little sack inside my, my backpack just for trash. From that time we went turkey hunting, and it was me and you. We dipped off down. A, yeah, it was turkey hunting, and we dipped off down towards this creek and come up back through the dog training area. And Austin and Shorty went the other way, and then they come back, and Austin has found this handmade slate call yeah with a handmade striker and everything it was like the most ginormous stuff you've ever seen in your life i can't remember the dude's name that was on the back of it but yeah. we we figured out who it was and gave it back to him yeah yeah it was, it was a big old slate call that wasn't trash though no he, he i'm just, just saying accidentally dropped that well you find all kinds of stuff i mean laying on the ground i guess you can consider it trash but you know there's a difference between being attentive and people throwing beer cans out because they're done drinking them out in the woods, and you know you got to you got to make sure you clean your mess up because if you if you're not making sure you clean your mess up, you littering anyway. I mean, when we go when we go like hog hunting, especially mm-hmm. when it's hot, turkey hunting, we, we take water bottles with us. We always put them back in the bag. Bring them all out. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, we bring everything out. But that was sort of eye opening, big time eye opening. I mean, we've lost stuff in the woods before, like crow calls, owl hoots. And I stuff. found I found one of my owl hoots uh, Saturday in the woods. Yeah, where where we had set up probably two years ago, turkey hunting, and uh, me and G cut through cut through the pine thicket. And there laid my owl hoot on the ground. Remember me, you, and uh, it was me, you, and Chris, old Christopher Garman. Me, you, and him went back there chasing that bird on that private land we was hunting. And we got back there and we found where all of his mouth calls and stuff had fallen out of his pocket on the yeah. way back. Yeah. There's like four or five mouth calls just laying right there in the trail. Yeah. Showed in. Well, old tire man. Old, old tire man. Look, Patton is an American hero. I agree. I'm just saying Patton Patton is an American hero. Patton the movie is not. Wow. I'm just I'm just saying. Yeah. This this podcast has went to it's it's done got your brain mush. Hey. Mush brain. I I'm done. I'm done talking to you, boy. All right, then. (laughs) Be that way. (laughs) Well, holler, y'all. Deuces.